This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As you've been hearing, talks have now broken off between Unifor and Coast Mountain Bus Company. So the strike action that is planned for tomorrow, full speed ahead at this point. So what could possibly bring these two sides back to the table? What went wrong here? Let's get an update now from Gavin McGarrigal, who's the Western Regional Director of Unifor. Gavin, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks, Simi. What happened? Well, the company came in and uh, they made it very clear in their presentation that they weren't prepared to come anywhere close to the union's position. Uh, For instance, their position on transit operator wages had not changed one penny since prior to the 72-hour notice was issued. It hadn't changed yesterday either. And despite the fact that we worked all day and into the evening to give them a counter-proposal, not one more penny was added to transit operators' wages. There was no uh, acceptance of... Uh, the problem where SkyTrain mechanics are paid more than our mechanics, so there was no movement in that area. And most significantly, they didn't change one comma in the language that they were proposing about working conditions, and that language was had loopholes in it big enough to drive a bus through, and most importantly, doesn't provide any minimum time at all for any transit operator to be guaranteed a break on a daily basis. Um, what we found particularly insulting as well is that they proceeded to tell us about how that they were the protectors of the public and that they were going to make sure that they defended the public. And, you know, for our operators that are out there every day dealing with 36% overcrowding, uh, you know, people being assaulted, people being irate, uh, it was particularly challenging. So, you know, they very much made it clear in their commentary that unless we were prepared to accept their position or very, very close to it, uh, don't even bother making a counter-proposal. So despite the fact that we were prepared to stay here overnight and, and into the early morning hour, it became very clear that this company has chosen uh, that they want to have a strike. Okay, so then, Gavin, from everything you've described, there was there any movement at all? Like, you've been negotiating quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Did anything change during that time? Was there anything there might have been an agreement on? You had a very, very slight movement on benefits and a couple of cent movement on some shift premiums, but uh, no change in wages for transit operators, no attempt to address the gaps, and no change at all, not even a comma, semi on uh, working condition changes that had already been rejected. Now, I know that the working conditions issue is a big one, and I feel like that's the one the public has really talked a lot about as well. The idea that you don't get a break at all on your shift, is that, do you think, a breaking point for bus drivers? It's absolutely a breaking point for bus drivers. I mean, pretty much anyone in any um, job, whether it's McDonald's or whether it's working in a corporate office, knows that you're going to get some minimum level of a break. You know, often it's a couple of 15-minute coffee breaks and an unpaid lunch. Uh, They can't point to any specific clause that guarantees a minimum level of breaks. They talk to us in terms of overall system hours, but what we find is when that breaks down to the individual level of a driver, if there's congestion, if there's extra boarding time that's required, uh, basically uh, that uh, that recovery time evaporates. And so they say, we'll fix it next time, we'll fix it next time. But for people who are going to work every single day and they can't take a break and then they're made to feel, uh, you know, that going to the washroom is, is something bad, uh, it's just gotten intolerable for our members. And the statistics uh, back it up as well. What, what kind of statistics? Well, again, the ridership has increased uh, 18% from 2016 to 2018, but overcrowded buses have gone up 36%. If those buses are overcrowded, that means it's taking longer and longer to load and unload those buses, and it means that 
there's less time in the system to actually get around. So clearly uh, the overcrowding is increasing, the ridership is increasing, but they really haven't done anything significant uh, to address the recovery time and, and the minimum break time that our members need. I mean, for us, this is a basic human right. Uh, they're not robots. They're, they're out there for seven and a half hours a day. They're not people that are measured in the aggregate. They're people saying, what is my minimum break time per day? And they can't answer that question. Uh, what happens now then, Gavin? What are the next steps here? So we've announced the uh, we will be proceeding to legal strike action. We will be moving to a maintenance and CBUS overtime ban. Our operators will be out there in a uniform ban. We made it very clear to the company that we were prepared to escalate uh, as required. Uh, we're prepared. The last strike went on for four months. We're prepared to meet to last six months, nine months, a year if we need to. Uh, we are not going to back down, and we are going to continue to fight until we get a real change in approach at the company. We, we really, It can really be boiled down in one simple word. It's just respect, respect for the hard work our members do. You said that you're prepared to escalate this. What kind of calendar do you have set aside for that? Like how fast would this escalate? We're going to take it on a day-by-day basis. We're going to evaluate sort of what the impact is. I mean, what we're asking now is for the public to reach out to their mayors, to reach out to CNBC, and and quite simply, you know, you see Transing trying to hide behind the curtain of CNBC, uh, but you also see Transing spokespersons out there. At the end of the day, the funding comes from Translink from three different levels of government. Uh, Transing needs to answer the question why they think mechanics at SkyTrain are worth more than the mechanics that fix the buses. You know, why they think that they can happily accept awards for best transit system in North America and yet pay significantly less than other transit uh, areas such as Toronto, even though the cost of living is here. So we're asking the public to help us out, to reach out, to make sure that those phone lines are flooded and and make sure that, you know, they understand that the protectors of the public out here are the bus operators and mechanics every single day, not uh, not the executives at CNBC and Translink. No, CNBC means Coast Mountain Bus Company. Uh, You mentioned the maintenance workers and the no overtime. Like, how significant is that? Is there a reliance on overtime in the system? Absolutely. We expect to see impacts on service uh, within a couple of days. Uh, we expect uh, out of the three C-buses in operation that at least one of them will probably be uh, affected almost immediately. And uh, we know, for instance, in the parts department, they operate on a just-in-time service. And we know it's hard enough right now for our members to get those buses out on the road. And so with the um, you know with the overtime ban, we expect that uh, routes will be cancelled and, and and timing points will be impacted. And 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 the other thing is is that every day that that goes on, it just piles up more and more, and the backlog gets bigger and bigger. So uh, it will be an impact. We've tried to design it in such a way that uh, hopefully the impact on the public is uh, minimal, uh, but there will be some impact. And um, again, we think the public can help to solve this if they make it clear that uh, they're not uh, they're not going to stand behind uh, the company executives. They're going to stand behind the people that serve them every day. Now that's Friday's plans. When will we know what the Saturday plans are? Well, I think we're probably going to maintain that uh, for a little bit and see what happens. And uh, as I said, from our perspective, um, even if we just maintain those plans um, over time, it's just going to get significantly more of an impact on the bus service. And, uh, you know, if they still don't get the message at that point, uh, then we'll certainly consider ramping it up into other options as well. So, Gavin, are there any other talks that are scheduled for this point or is that it? No, I think we're definitely into a dispute and there are no other talks scheduled and it became clear to us that this company wants a strike, welcomes a strike and uh, somehow thinks that our members are going to be deterred. 